My name is Aiden Carney, known as Turtle Boy. He is a senior editor for Turtle Boy Daily News. I'm a big fan. So we've broken hundreds of stories uh, that the mainstream media won't touch. From a blogger in Massachusetts who's getting to the bottom of this better than anybody. Why is it Turtle Boy that is covering such important issues? Where is the rest of the media? You did not say that you were going to take my baby out of revenge and make him a transgender baby. Stop it. Don't you want to ask some questions? I know you do. I do. I, I know you do. People don't like the things that I say and want me to stop saying them. But I won't. I'm never going to stop. These are the kind of stories that must be told. Yo, what's up, tur- Turtle Riders? How's everyone doing tonight? Good, good, excellent. Welcome to the live show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your fearless host here. They call me Uncle Turtle Boy around these parts. You can call me Clarence. You can call me Aiden. You can call me Turtle Boy. You can call me, I prefer Dr. Turtle Boy. The sex cult people, though, can call me Daddy Turtle, whatever you want to call me. You can follow me on Twitter. My account is at Dr. Turtle Boy. That's D-O-C-T-O-R Turtle Boy. Because if Jill Biden's a doctor, then I'm definitely a doctor. You can follow me on Facebook. My account is Clarence Woods Emerson. Get on there. Also, we have the Turtle Boy page on Facebook. That's uh, getting close to 21,000 riders on there. And uh, Clarence is like on fire. Clarence is like 33,000 followers now for a personal account. That's pretty cool. On Twitter, I'm getting close to, I think, 36,000 I'm closing in on. And most importantly, if you're on here, oh, Instagram at turtleboy underscore daily underscore news. Get on there. You know, I'm anti-TikTok, but we we created a TikTok account once and it got to like 15,000 people in like a day. I feel like we're missing out, but I, I'm not going to do it. So I don't know if there's anyone out there that wants to run like a Turtle Boy fan account on TikTok and do like maybe clip, maybe you could take clips of the show and put it on TikTok, whatever you want to do. I don't know. It's kind of what we use TikTok for. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I want nothing to do with it. But if like a, if somebody wants to take the initiative to create a fan run account, Maybe we can do it. I won't do it because I, I refuse to ever be a TikToker ever. Like I'll die on that hill. I'm not going to be a TikToker ever. But yeah, so you can find me on all of those platforms. Um, well, most importantly, if you're new here and you have not smashed that subscribe button, why don't you go ahead and do that for me right now? It's really easy. It takes two seconds. Just hit the button and hit the notification bell as well because we do a lot of impromptu lives. And there's going to be a lot of those coming up in the next, you know, unannounced shows. There's going to be a lot of those coming up uh, in the near future. Like, for instance, like tomorrow, I got court tomorrow with Krusty Panty's boyfriend, Andrew Johnson. So that's going to be interesting. So I have that hearing. He's being arraigned. Uh, If you guys missed it, I was assaulted. I'm an award-winning journalist who was trying to do my job in, in January outside of West Roxbury District Courthouse. I was trying to interview a criminal defendant. and. I was assaulted on the stairs on the stairs of West Roxbury district court. I couldn't believe it. It was an attack on democracy itself. So unfortunately, like I was filming it while it happened, a pro tip ratchets don't assault me when I'm filming bad idea. It was also picked up by the West Roxbury district courthouse camera. Cause those work unlike the Canton library uh, videos, those work when you need them to. So anyway, uh, I am, Going to attend this person's arraignment virtually tomorrow. So I have that coming. We also have a lot of Celtics coming in the net. Like we got Celtics Wednesday, Friday. It's every two days. 
it worked out well because it's non-live show days. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and then Tuesday. Next Tuesday is no show. We're going to do it. We'll have to do odd even thing. But I, I'm going to be doing some Celtics live stream, some watches. I know people like that. Maybe we'll even do one, like an event somewhere. We'll see what happens. And by the way, keep me posted on the Nuggets Lakers today. I don't know how we feel about that one. I do like the Nuggets. I mean, I like them as a team. I think they're a cool team. I like the way they're built. You know, they didn't go out and like they they drafted all those guys pretty much, except for Gordon. Um, they they drafted all. I mean, you got you have to respect the way they built that roster. I have no respect for the Lakers, but I kind of want to beat the Lakers more. I'd feel bad about beating the Nuggets. So, give me give me the Lakers. Uh, although I do hope I, I'd rather see the Nuggets win. That's how I feel about that series. So Nuggets are up sixteen. Woo, baby. Oh, yeah. And while we got 714 people here and climbing, why don't you guys go ahead and smash that uh, like button. If you're on your phone, you're going to have to X out of the chat just to hit the like the thumbs up button. I see 134 likes. Those really help with the algorithms, they say. Leave a comment afterwards, too. Those help as well. Oh, and um, watch on Rumble. I highly recommend people watch on Rumble right there because... Episode, I think it was 575 was taken down. It was like the second Canton episode. It was a good episode too. They just took it down. YouTube did. They do that a lot and it really sucks. So Rumble never does that. So make create a Rumble account. It takes two seconds. Follow us on there. You can comment on there. I'll read the comments there as we go along. I see Spammy over there saying, what's up, Turtle Riders? Poor Spammy's all alone. So feel free to watch there. I'll be going back and forth. We've got 52 people on Rumble. Wow. And we got 774 on YouTube. Okay. Rumble bots their views. I don't think they do. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about uh, all this new developments that have happened in the last few hours. There's been some news that I have not had time to blog about. I was writing about Fuji when it happened, of course. Um, it involves Road Rage Rollins, Road Rage Rollins and, which is just crazy because she's heavily tied to the Karen Reed case, which obviously we're heavily tied to as well at this point. But if you guys like the program and you want to support our kind of independent branded journalism, which like, let's face it, you're not going to get this type of journalism anywhere else, folks. You're not going to get people going to Canton, doing, uh, you know, reenactments of Karen Reed's midnight ride, as we call it. Uh, all right. Turtle chat. So if you want to donate, unfortunately, you can't. You can't do it because we're not allowed to have any sort of uh, super chat on our, our channel anymore. So you're going to have to, so we went and build our own thing. It's called turtle chat. So if you click at the link at the top, you can donate whatever amount of money you want. When you do that, you get to write a message. I'll get an email notification in my inbox and I will read your message out loud to the class and you can write whatever you want. Maybe it's somebody's birthday. Maybe you want to give a shout out to someone. It doesn't matter. It's your turtle chat. You are free to do whatever you feel like with that. You can also cash at me a dollar sign Uncle Turtle Boy. I'll get a notification when that happens. Hopefully there's no, let me know if there's static on the mic. I think we're good, but um, so we're going to talk about everything. So for, let's just jump right into it. We got to talk about Road Rage Rollins. I know a lot of you guys uh, probably know who she is because guys, I, I got so many freaking messages between four o'clock and now. Like it's not, did you see this? Yes, yes. You can assume like future reference guys, you can assume that like if Rachel Rollins gets fired or like resigns as United States attorney, you can just assume I saw it. Like, yes, obviously I saw it. I'm turtle boy. Like I follow the news kind of one of my, 
my white whales, if you will, although it might be a little racist to call her that, my um, biracial whales, uh, Rachel Rollins, who I have had much criticism of over the years. And we'll, I'll explain right uh, why real quick, if you're new here. So uh, Rachel Rollins is a threat to freedom, fun, happiness, and the American way of life. Like that's the best way I can describe her. She's a horrible person down to her core. She got elected to the uh, Suffolk County DA. She is uh, in 2018. Her campaign was heavily funded by George Soros. She's one of these Soros uh, paid for, bought and paid for DAs. If you don't know who George Soros is, he's a 92-year-old Hungarian communist who is filthy rich and basically wants to spend his dying years spending his fortune influencing American politics for some strange reason. And in particular, his radical left-wing brand of politics. And so he realizes, like, what is the quickest way to affect American society and, and American law and culture and blah, blah, blah. And that's what district attorneys, I, I swear to God, district attorneys should not be elected, but they are. We've seen what's happened with Michael Morrissey, the downside of elected DAs. And we've seen it with Rachel Rollins. Because these people, these activists, these politicians run for office. And when they get in the office, they have a political agenda with them. And her political agenda, of course, is that prison is bad. right? And that uh, the police are inherently racist. They're problematic. And we need to crack down on them. Which, again, I'm not anti, you know, checks and balances on the police. Never, Obviously. I mean, look at the kind of stories I've written over the years. I've written more stories that have had more widespread implications on police reform than black lives matter has in a million years. That's why I want to laugh at black lives matter. It's like all you assholes did was go in the streets, riot, burn shit down, blah, 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 blah. What did I do? Well, I'm a, I'm a big white supremacist though. Right? What have I done? I've held the police more accountable than any of these jokers has their entire lives. All of them, all of them combined. Like look at the, the state police. People forget six years ago, Colonel Richard McCune, resigned in disgrace over something that's now known as trooper gate. Like I, I wrote about something that has gate at the end of it. Now, like it's gone down in history. I'm a gate guy. So trooper gate is all me. I did all that, you know, with judge Bebo's daughter and how many guys that I have to blow to get that heroin that in the arrest report. I did that. And then three months later we had the Jinduso story and we've had several stories since then, like Colonel Mason's stupid son there. Lots of stories here. So I've held the police more accountable than anyone. But I feel like Road Rage Rollins' issue with the police seems like more personal. Like she really, and racial. Like, let's be honest. Like she doesn't, she doesn't really like white people. Like, let's be perfectly honest with you. Like, let's keep it a buck, if we will. And she happens to come from a family, a family of criminals. Like, if you didn't read this blog, this is one of the most informative blogs we ever did on Road Rage Rollins. Uh, she, a deep dive into her family. So she comes, she has, uh, she comes from a family of five. That's her stupid sister that works for the Red Sox. She's the only non-criminal in the family. And that's her sister who is basically a, you know, your, your run of the mill Chelsea, uh, heroin using prostitute basically. And then those are her two scumbag brothers. And I, I mean, like, they're person of color. I mean, come on, stop it. It's a family of, of white people. Like, let's be real here. Like, she always said, I'm a, the first woman of color, this and that. Eh. 
Are you? Are you though? Does, does that count? Like, do, are we really celebrating that? I don't know if that counts. But anyway, she basically got elected like all Soros funded DAs did because she promised not to enforce the law. Her 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 whole I'm not going to prosecute drug dealers. <laughs> I mean, look at these crimes. This is what she ran on. We're just not going to we're not going to um, go after people for any of those crimes there. This is not a big deal because George Soros loves chaos in American cities because like all communists do. So anyway, if you ever, if you ever read one of the blogs, read this one and you'll understand that of those 15 things she's not prosecuting on the list, her family has been charged with nine of them. And that explains her entire agenda. But she got elected because Boston is an extremely communist place and, and that's how it works. But besides her politics, it's her authoritarian inclinations that really got to me like that. and. The thing about Rachel Rollins is she's a communist, yes, but she's also in it for herself more than anything. Rachel Rollins looks out for Rachel Rollins first and foremost. And we saw that with Monica Cannon Grant. Obviously, we don't like Monica Cannon Grant around here, and they used to be good allies, right? They're all on the same team. But then an election happened, a senatorial election, and Joe Kennedy challenged ed markey for the democratic nominee for that whoever won that was pretty much automatically going to be in in 2020 and kennedy was the young upstart guy backed by monica and rollins backed uh, mr frosty over there ed markey and rollins basically worked with us like rollins would tip off rayla and myself about and we did not we didn't like her at all like she would tip us off and be like Monica's going to be here at this time. And we, and, and, Ray, and Rayla would show up with her bullhorn and just disrupt the fuck out of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean like, okay, but like, why was she doing that? It's like, because she only cares about herself. Like that, that's the only thing Rachel Rollins has ever cared about. But the big story that we broke on her, right. Uh, and that just shows how vengeful she is too. Like she's going after Monica now. Obviously, Monica is a criminal, but Monica has been a criminal for years. We've been documenting this. Rachel Rollins didn't go after her until she crossed her. Kind of funny how that works. Very vengeful. Quite the cunt to this woman. So this was the big story that we did. I don't know if Katie Lawson's watching right now, but today has to be a good day for Katie Lawson, I would assume. Katie Lawson is a woman who was minding her own business on Christmas Eve in 2020, doing a little shopping for some reason in the South Bay Mall, which I wouldn't recommend for anyone. And uh, Rachel Rollins was uh, and her were merging to the same spot. And Rachel Rollins got out of her car and threatened a woman. And she then turned on her blue lights and went through a red light in a state vehicle with her kids in the car. And uh, Katie Lawson went down to the police department and didn't even know who Rachel Rollins was at the time. did Because she didn't follow this shit. And she reported it. And next thing you know, we got a hold of the report. And a lot of people were talking about it. And we, we wrote this DA Rollins cut off and threatened woman used blue lights to go through red light. In a state vehicle while leaving mall on Christmas Eve. So I went on like later that day, or, like a day later, Howie Carr calls me and he's like, Do you want to come on the show? Rollins is coming on. Yup. 
Yep, <laughs> of course I do. So I got to debate Rollins on the show and uh, on the Howie Car Show. She called me Mr. Turtle, I think she called me. And I, you know, basically I'm like, so are you going to investigate yourself for this? And she's like, nope. And then she made like she basically made up a story about people coming to her house and that the rantings and ravings of a white woman. That's what she called Katie Lawson. She compared Katie Lawson to the people who killed Emmett Till. She called him Carolyn Dunham Bryant. And then this was the real classic, man. This one was just the best. Yeah, if Katie wants to come on, I'd love to have Katie on to talk about this. Um, I can send Deb. Actually, if Katie's in the audience, she can. Let me just message this to Deb Z first so she can have it. One sec. There we go. All right. Yeah. Um, so after the Katie Lawson, Lawson incident happened, actually, is there any funny clips here? What's this one? Oh, that's the whole Howie incident. Okay. That's when I want Howie. Yeah. This thing. <laughs> Some women have the luxury of saying what they want and being believed. Amy Cooper, Carolyn Dunham Bryant must be nice. The media just videotaped my home and my children are terrified. They've never come here to discuss homicides or the rising crime rate. Okay. Okay. So then a media reporter from Boston 25 News came to her house and asked her about the incident. And it turned into this. Who do you think you are? Get this is private property. Okay, gonna get out of here. Get out. And go. you know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation okay. and we'll see how that works okay. with you. Absolutely. So the rantings of a white woman get you here and scare my children. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Get off of our private property. Oh, she's such a brazen cunt, isn't she, folks? Isn't she lovely? The rantings of a white woman got you. I'm just gonna make up some shit about you and see how you like it. She was on camera. I can't I she said that on camera. That's the kind of, sh oh my God. Oh my God. She said it to a reporter on camera for asking her questions. Good Lord. That just shows what an authoritarian Rachel Rollins truly is. Truly is. Uh, this happened before the crime scene. She acknowledged here that the woman who made the complaint was white on the Howie Carr show. She said she had no idea the woman was white. Let me. Got a call from a friend of mine in Boston. And he said that uh, there was a put this out there because this is documented. She did put this out. I was not there. You're now telling me that something different happened, and that's fine. Neither of us were there. But all I was doing was making this, simply putting this out there. And what I would, what I do have an issue with, about half an hour ago, you put out a tweet in which you basically compared yourself to Emmett Till. Oh, it was me calling out wrong. came to your house. You mentioned Carolyn Dunham Bryant, the woman who falsely accused Emmett Till of sexually harassing her and ended up getting him killed. And you said that I, now I know I'm, I'm just, this is just another in a long line of white women making a false allegation. Do you remember how offensive that could be that you're comparing yourself to Emmett Till? Ooh, right get him. He was lynched, a, a young I black wrote. kid who was lynched in Mississippi in the 50s. Wait a minute. Aiden, read what I wrote. First of all, Christian Cooper is, I, did I say white women? You said Carolyn Dunham Bryant. Read All what three I of those are white women. No? I like my apologies. The three women are white. She wants an apology. I, 
Okay, we got she, she, really, she really asked for an apology for me. I, I forgot about that. She asked me to apologize. Like, that's that's how brazen this woman is. She demands apologies from everyone. Like, she's fucking crazy, man. Like, this woman thinks she can get away with anything. She's one of the most power-hungry lunatics I've ever seen. Ever. But. Uh, we're going to talk about our implications on uh, the Karen Reed case in just one moment. And I'm going to bring Katie Lawson on in a minute too. But uh, since then, after President Biden got elected, Rachel Rollins was nominated to be United States attorney for Massachusetts. And obviously they're, they're in charge of running the, you know, the federal courts in Massachusetts and in, in this whole region, maybe New Hampshire too. I'm not sure. But, uh, that was a big deal. Like usually those are smooth sailing when those happen, you know, uh, everybody on by, you know, everybody except for Ted Cruz basically votes for you. No matter who you are, uh, you know, somebody stuck in the mud, Elizabeth Warren, some cunt out there just doesn't vote for you, but usually it's smooth sailing. But with Rachel Rollins, it was one of those rare things that they really stuck in their heels. Like all 50 Republican senators led by Tom Cotton, closeted gay man, Tom Cotton, just kidding. Uh, Tom Cotton uh, led a movement to keep her from getting in. Now, the problem, in my opinion, was that they made it too political because by doing so, like when Tom Cotton and these Ted Cruz and them, when they... They, they never showed those tapes. Those tapes I just showed you, they never showed those. They talked about, they framed it as like, you know, she's the liberals are coming in and they're going to do this and then they're going to city's bad. And, and I agree with that, but that's not an effective way to get, you need, you got to convince one person. If you really don't want Rachel Rollins to get in, you have to convince one person. And to me, the best way to sh convince any, like a Maggie Hassan, a Kirsten Cinema, somebody like that, Joe Manchin, is just show her the tape. Just show her the tape for threatening to make up a lie about a reporter and get her arrested. Like that's all you need to show. Like that's all that should cut across political lines. Like this person is a scary person who will do bad things with power. And, but you know, at the same time, a bad person with power can also go after people that I don't like. And I find that useful. Like when she went after Monica Cannon Grant or when she uh, is hopefully, you know, going after the people who are framing Karen Reed. So uh, I'm going to bring on right now, uh, and we're going to talk about what happened to Rachel Rollins. Today. Let me bring it up one second. Let me get this link over here. Okay. Okay, I'm going to bring Katie Lawson on in one minute. Hold on. Stop screen. We haven't even gotten into what the hell, why the hell she resigned. It's pretty simple though. All right. So we'll bring Katie on now. So this is Katie. Katie is the, uh, Katie's been on this program several times before. Hi Katie. How you doing? Hey, I'm today. I'm really good. <laughs> yes. So, uh, good day. Katie was the victim of the Rachel Rollins road rage incident that sparked national outrage. And so you're feeling good today. Are you? Oh yes, I am. It's a good day. As Jerry would say. <laughs> As Jerry would say. So do you feel do you feel vindicated at all? 
I mean, I feel, yeah, I mean, because regardless, at the end of the day, the result is what I was hoping for, even if it just took a little bit longer and her just up to more shenanigans. So, yeah, I yeah. feel good. I feel like finally. Yeah, it, it didn't take long. It took less. It took about a year. She's been in that office about one year uh, since she got in by one vote. Kamala Harris broke the tie and it was over corruption, basically. So are you familiar yeah. with, with what happened to her? The story? Yeah, it started with the Andover um, political event, yeah. and then she went on a trip to California that she didn't pay for, and something right. to do with the um, cell phones, uh, personal cell phones. Yeah, so basically, um, I'll just, we'll just go through this together. U.S. attorney will resign after a months-long investigation by the, justice, by the inspector general into her appearance at a political fundraiser and other potential ethical issues. A just just Justice Department's watchdog has yet to release the report, but an attorney for Rachel Rollins uh, had told the Associated Press she will be submitting her letter of resignation to President Biden by close by business Friday. This line, in case anyone is ever accusing Turtle Boy guys of being oh Turtle Boy's biased, Turtle Boy's not real news because he inserts his opinion too much. I just want to read this paragraph out loud to you guys and just understand like that all anyone who ever says that is completely full of shit. The resignation of U S attorney amid ethics concerns is an exceedingly rare phenomenon. And especially it is especially notable for a justice department that under attorney general Merrick Garland has sought to restore a sense of normalcy and good governance following the turbulent four years of the Trump administration. This is the Associated Press, an allegedly neutral, politically neutral media organization, basically saying here that Donald Trump's four years, they I mean, I don't know what they did. They must have just gone around uh, lynching innocent people or some shit. And uh, thank God for St. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who tried to restore normalcy and good governance by going after parents at PTA meetings and and putting them on watch lists but you know it went wrong they got one wrong so this was a big a big setback so mm -hmm. rob what did she do it said that she's been profoundly honored to serve blah 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 okay uh the justice department didn't immediately comment okay rollins was a controversial pick okay okay before taking the high profile job suffolk i mean they were gonna get to, get, get to what happened she was the she was it's like she was the first black woman to become U.S. attorney. Uh, you haven't even said what she fucking did yet. <laughs> like, are we ever going to get that? Well, she's this? also apparently the first one to have to resign. Yeah, she is the first. I mean, that's another historic first. So good for her. She's really breaking a lot of ceilings there. <laughs> she's, uh, it says here, Rachel Rollins, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the Associated Press was the first to report, congratulations, in November that the IG's office had opened an investigation into Rollins over her appearance last year at a home in Andover for a Democratic National Committee fundraiser featuring First Lady Jill Biden. That was according to two people briefed on the investigation who spoke on the condition of anonymity. So what do you think she was doing? Do you doing remember that? also that she also tweeted out that she had approval? Right after that incident, she tweeted out that she had approval to be there. But clearly, she's resigning today, right? Did she really? She mm -hmm. tweeted that out, but she had a. Oh, good yeah. goodness gracious! 
Wait, Kim Fox. I mean, they're all falling. Like uh, all these Chesa Boudin in San Francisco, Kim Gardner in St. Louis. All these assholes. We're getting rid of them one by one. So that's a good thing. But uh, so she actually said that 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 was yeah. A- and I think if you um, Fox um, Boston twenty five, they just put an article out, and I think it references it there. But yeah, she had tweeted out right after the article first, first, first came out that she was caught in Andover. She tweeted, "I had approval to be there." <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. I couldn't find it for you guys because, you know, she blocked me, what, how many years ago now? But, hey, it's out there. I'm sure it's still there. She doesn't tend to delete things. Yeah. So um, this whole thing, right? Um, So she – do you understand why that was a big deal? Why why that was dumb of her? Because, I mean, I get it. It's like – Yeah, because she's showing – like, she can't show, like – political bias or anything like that in that position. She's also trying to become U.S. attorney. And so by attending a thing with Jill Biden, where money is involved, a fundraiser where she's obviously... She was the U.S. attorney at the time. Yeah, not trying to become what. Oh, she she already was at that point? Yeah. So, oh, okay. So she already was. Oh, so I don't get it. I don't uh, Whatever, though. She can't do it. Whatever it is, she can't do it. So big no-no. And she should have known better. She did it anyway. And yeah, so they also had they, her personal cell phone to conduct Justice Department business. Like that is yeah. so ratchet. Like how are you? But are we shocked by that at all? No, not at all. But it just shows you're trying to hide something. Like you're it, mm-hmm. the big. All of this shit has to be on record. And I guess not. I guess when you're Rachel Rollins. And you believe that rules don't apply to you and you've never been reprimanded for any of it. Why would you ever stop? Cause that's well, just who she well, how about when you first go in and you're working with the feds now, how about just going straight and narrow for a little while, fail it out before you start doing dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe keep a low profile. I mean, you're right. Like you yeah. might have power statewide, but I mean, you, you gave yourself five minutes in the feds, you know? Yeah, it didn't last very long. Did not last very long. Uh, anything else she did here? So they had the approval to meet the first lady. Uh, Rollins said in a July tweet, this might be what you're talking about, that she had approval to meet the first lady and left the event early to speak at two community events. One person familiar with the discussions before that event told the AP that Rollins was only given limited permission to meet Jill Biden outside the home. So that was a lie. Uh, the U.S. Office of Special Counsel, another federal watchdog, has been investigating whether or not she attended the fundraisers, violating the Hatch Act. Yeah, the Hatch Act is so stupid. They always try to get everyone on that. A law that limits political activity by government workers. The status of that is unclear. Uh, so, let's But then see. there's that part right there, something about copied the phone. Copied the phone contents of some employees in Rollins office as part of their probe into her possible use of her personal phone. So she was texting. So they got a tip that she was using her personal phone to do business with other justice department employees. So then they just took the justice department employees phones and copied them uh, and, and found out she had been speaking to them that way. Interesting that they can do this that quickly. We still haven't seen Karen. I mean, if you hand, if you hand over your phone though, I mean, if you're the employee, doesn't have nothing to hide. You're like, okay, here you go. Hmm. You know how simple, like, you're not the one getting fired. Like whatever. Yeah. My boss. Yeah. My boss is kind of a cunt anyway. I really don't care. if they get fired. I won't be moving to mass and cast. 
Or how about this? Investigators also example, examined a trip that she took to California that was paid for by an outside group, even though the Justice Department employees are not supposed to accept them. So she's just like, fuck it. Like, there's all these rules and, and things that guideline our ethics. And she's just like, I just don't feel like doing it. I, 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 I'm gonna go, I need to go to CAA Amplify, the annual gathering of entertainment, business, and political <laughs> figures run by one of Hollywood's leading talent. So she is this woman of the people, and she's hanging out with Hollywood people violating ethics rules and doing whatever the fuck she feels like. And finally it bit her in the ass. So I guess kind of yeah. becoming us attorney worked out well for all of us. Don't you think <laughs> yes. for her, like her, because yeah. like Monica Cannon Grant got indicted. Um, there is a, a probe into the Karen Reed case as a result of this. Yeah. Uh, and she, now she's not district attorney or us attorney. She's gone from both. So right. problem solved, right? <laughs> I mean, I thought that seems like a win to me. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a big loss a year ago when this happened. That was defeating, right? When that, that must have sucked. Oh, that was yeah. We knew, yeah. despite the fact that we knew what was going to mm -hmm. happen, it still sucked to know what's happening. Especially when the person investigating is like, "Hey, it was an unethical what she did," but. And you contact, you know, you were telling me you were contacting Elizabeth Warren's office at Markey's office. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to burst your bubble, but I'm like, they ain't going to do it. They're going to vote for her anyway. Yeah. I know that. And you found mm -hmm. that out. Um, but there was nothing you could do. Like you could write your Senate. When you write your senators, they never read it. Like they, they've already got their mind made up. They know exactly how they're going to yeah. vote. This idea that like we can influence them is, is way off. It's just oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, a bunch of crap. Yeah. But anyway. I just wanted to say uh, congratulations yeah. on that. Must feel good. And no, uh, and thank you because you, you know, helping me put my story out there from the beginning. And you know, this is a win for you too because you were part yeah. of that journey for me. So, victory! Another one in the turtle yes. graveyard. Yes. All right. Cool. All, All right, right. Thanks for coming on, Katie. Bye. Bye, everybody. So yeah. Um, so let's talk about now how this implicates. And before we go on, let me just read a turtle chest that we have here. Got one turtle chat from Suzanne sends fifty dollars and she says, "Thank you for protecting good cops in law enforcement and thank you for outing the bad ones. You have a set of brass ones. Ooh, thank you very much, Suzanne. I appreciate that. And that, uh, yeah, I'm not anti-cop at all, which I think is honestly given this uh, whole investigation in Canton more legitimacy. The fact that no one can ever accuse me of being anti-law enforcement, like." go read my blogs, man, go read my thoughts on BLM groups like that. And, and, and then try to tell me that I'm biased towards law enforcement. It's not going to happen. I'm, I, you can't, I can never be accused of being that guy. So, and if anyone else would like to donate, by the way, you can click at the link at the top brings you to something called turtle chat. They don't let you do super chats with us because we have, um, we had the wrong opinions about president Biden's climax mandate and other things that he said and did. And yeah, but okay. Um, you can donate that way uh, with the turtle chat. You can leave uh, a donation, uh, a message, any, uh, any amount you want for donation and a message. I'll read the message out loud in class when I get it on the email. You can also cash at me like a couple people here did. Like Scott Antonio sends $24 says, who is replacing Rollins and will it affect the Reed case? Those are two very good questions that we're going to get into tonight. So, by the way, my cash app is dollar sign Uncle Turtle Boy. Uh, if you want to do it now, can we be anti now that it's over? Anti what? Okay. Um, 
All right, so let's uh, talk about how this is going to affect the Karen Reed case, and let's bring this up. Oh, I think last week on the show, I got a – let me bring my email here real quick. Levy. One of these. Okay. All right. So let me read this email that I got last week, right? And I read this out loud to the class on an earlier show. It said, did you know that Jennifer McCabe, this was 12 days ago. Did you know that Jennifer McCabe was subpoenaed to testify at the Moakley Courthouse in Boston this morning at 10 o'clock? Apparently, assistant U.S. attorneys Joshua Levy and Adam Deitch, D-E-I-C-H, are running a grand jury that demanded McCabe to testify. Sort of makes you curious, right? And this person used one of those guerrilla mail accounts, which means you can't write back to them. I don't know why people make these accounts. Just make a burner account on Gmail. I'm, you're not going to get in trouble. I don't give up sources. You're safe here if you have something like that. To me, when I read this email, like usually I got a lot of shitty tips from people. Everybody's wants to be a part of the story. Everybody wants to send me some fucking tip about something they know. They feel, I, I hate the ones that message and are like, Hey, can you call me? I have a really big tip. I'm not calling you. Like if you tell me to call you because you have a big tip that I'm definitely not going to call you. Definitely not. The call, the phone is for the big shit. The phone is for like, you have shown me that you have something and I want to talk to you on the phone. I'm not just like, Oh, you got to call me now. I'm not calling you. So many people just, they text constantly ever since then. I don't text back. They don't take a hint. It's like, dude, stop. It's like, I'll call you if I need something. But um, anyway, what made me think this one sounded legitimate was a couple things. Number one, they, they knew the right courthouse. They knew an exact time. And they knew the names of the United States attorneys that were involved in this and who would most definitely be leading the investigation into this, which led me to believe we might have, this might be from a grand juror. There's no way for me to know, but grand jurors sometimes send me shit and it's a big no, no to do that. So they were going to want to keep their uh, privacy or their anonymity while doing that. But uh, I've had people, uh, message me on grand juries before about upcoming indictments. Uh, I've gotten tips that way. So the first guy here, Josh Levy, who is going to take her place, uh, who uh, I, I don't know if this is going to be the guy, but he's just as capable as her. Uh, and, and like the long story short with the Karen Reed thing, it's, it will have no effect on it. It will have absolutely no effect on Karen Reed. Cause I was a little bit worried about that too, when it happened, but it's like, this is so far above Rachel Rollins head at this point. There's, you can't put the train back on the tracks. Like it, it's It's become derailed at this point. Like th there's no, it's no going back to normal with this. A cop is dead and a house full of people killed him and then covered it up for a year and framed an innocent woman. That doesn't go away because you change the name of who the United States attorney is. So anyway, Joshua Levy is uh, 
Let's see, Rollins announces appointment of first U.S. attorney. So he's appointed to serve as first United States attorney for the uh, District of Massachusetts. He was formally sworn in as a United States District Court chief. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay. So this guy, 25 years legal experiment experience. I, I'm sure he goes after a lot of people. Like, I don't even know. But anyway, I'm not the least bit worried at all about this guy. Uh, if you look at the hierarchy of the Justice Department in Massachusetts or the whatever United States Attorney's Office in Massachusetts, he's like second from the top. I don't know if he'll be the guy, uh, but he'll be just as aggressive as her. Like, don't worry. Obviously, what you like about Rollins is the personal aspect of it. Like, she's a cunt, as we saw. And it's like just an out-of-control dog that can bite you sometimes. But she can also bite people you don't like. Bad analogy probably for this case, but you got my point here. It's like she could have, she's such a cunt that she could have been useful in this. And then it's like, and now you tap out now. You Like she's just completely fucking useless to me. Like just useless. Anyway. Uh, so back to this whole uh, thing. I, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I don't think that... Um, it's going to have any effect at all on the case. Uh, I think it's going to move forward. And let's talk about the new developments that happened with this since we last spoke. And I thought this was very interesting. Okay. So let's talk about this um, story that we published today. And by the way, I emailed the Massachusetts State Police about it. And before we do that, actually. Okay. All right, so uh, let's go back and I'm gonna read. I'm gonna show you this email that I sent David Procopio. David Procopio is the person in charge of media relations for the state police. He he wears a a state police jacket a lot. He kind of likes to dress like a state trooper and make you think he's one, but he's not. A lot of state troopers don't see that he does that, and and they don't like it. But he's the guy you message if you have a question about the state police. I'm going to bring up my email that I sent to him. I'm going to show you his response. And the questions that I had. Okay. So I said, Mr. Procopio. I said, I'm contacting you on behalf of Turtle Boy Daily News with the media inquiry uh, to require the following questions regarding detective Michael Proctor of the Massachusetts state police. Number one, do the state police have a policy about detectives or troopers investigating crimes in which they are family or friends with at least one of the parties involved? So that's important because uh, like, I'd like to get it in writing here. Like, is there a policy with the state police? Because I mean, there must be something that says you can't, like when you become a cop, when you become a trooper or a detective and you find out that, you know, the victim or something is your cousin or a friend like that, you have to let that be known. So that's relevant to find out because obviously we know who that is, you know, friends with the McCabe's and the Alberts. But number two, who decides which detectives will be assigned to each case? Like, How did he get the call for the John O'Keefe case? How'd that happen? Number three, was Michael Proctor off duty when he began investigating the O'Keefe murder case in Canton? I, we know the answer to that. I would just like to see it in writing. 
Number four, are the state police aware of allegations made against Proctor in the case of Commonwealth versus Karen Reed that he lied about not knowing the McCabe and Albert families of Canton? Hmm. Next one. Are the state police aware that Proctor misspelled the names of at least four witnesses in an official murder investigation report? Will the state police be correcting these mistakes? Have the state police investigated whether or not these were accidents, a huge coincidence, or intentional misspellings? Number six, are the state police investigating discrepancies between Proctor's report, and this is before I wrote today's story, report that that he towed Karen Reed's car from her parents' home in Dighton at 5.30 p.m. on January 29th, and video footage showing the car being towed at 4.12 p.m. Because that seems like a problem. Like, how are you not investigating this? Number seven, are the state police concerned that Proctor's lack of credibility in the Karen Reed case will affect the Commonwealth's case against Brian Walsh? These are important questions to ask because it's like the guy is just going on working. Like he's got, he has not been reprimanded at all. They have not even acknowledged this happened, which is just crazy because it's the elephant in the room. All the state every state trooper knows about Michael Proctor and his involvement in this. So their silence shows that they support this, that they are a corrupt institution that supports troopers like this. Like at worst, should you not at least suspend him with pay, put bench him for a little bit while we, while we investigate this, like allegate dude, like I got investigated at Shepherd Hill when I was a teacher over something called buffalobruises.com. Like I I didn't do anything wrong, but something called buffalobruises.com written by a raging alcoholic named James Krager alleged that I what was it again that I masturbated at a Bills game on a girl who gets younger every time they tell the story, something like that. Like I just did it in front of 65,000 people. I just whipped it out and I came everywhere. That was the story that the buffalobruises.com, the very reputable website run by James Krager, went with. And it got it spread around the school. A lot of my students read it. It was a distraction. And what did administration do? They, they launched an investigation. And I took voluntary paid leave while they investigated. What that investigation involved, I don't fucking know. Maybe they pulled cameras and see, nope. There's no, there's, I don't see any masturbation going on here. I don't know. I don't know what that investigation entailed, but an investigation took place over buffalobruises.com. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we have here a trooper, a state trooper who honestly is a lot more consequential than I was as a teacher. I taught, you know, United States history to juniors that they all forgot three months later. Like, let's be real here. Like you all forgot your history too, I'm sure. And uh, like, I didn't destroy anyone's life. I like to think I made a difference in some kids' lives, but I also am not Jesus Christ. Like I didn't like save it. You know what I mean? Like it was a good, it was an important job, but it wasn't like the most important job in the world. Uh, But like his job has a lot more effect on people's lives, particularly Karen Reed's life the life of, of, of the O'Keefe family, et cetera. 
And like, how is he not suspended like, or put on leave while they investigate? I'm put on leave and investigate as a teacher, but he's not put on leave and investigate? That's crazy. That's crazy. So this is what David Procopio writes in response. Let's see. Mr. Carney, we cannot comment on inquiries related to this or any other case that is subject of an ongoing criminal prosecution. So that's not a prosecution of him. That's a prosecution of Karen Reed. Okay. So he's going to be one of those. So well, let me reword. The, so I, I, re, I reworded the seven questions. I'm like, okay, so let's do it this way. I'll, I'll, I'll do it another way then. If, if that's the way you want to play this game, Procopio, I can play the game too. So I said, um, okay, uh, Trooper Proctor is not the subject of an ongoing criminal prosecution, at least to my knowledge. Allow me to rephrase the questions then. I kept one the same. Do the state police have a policy about detectives or troopers investigating crimes in which they are family or friends with at least one party involved? Number two, who decides which detectives will be assigned to each case? Number three, is it typical for detectives to take the lead in an investigation while they are off duty? Number four, are the state police aware of allegations made against any state police detectives in open court filings? alleging that they lied about having personal ties to witnesses in an investigation. So it's like, I'm not talking about, Oh, my, what trooper am I talking about? Could be anyone. Is it common for detectives to misspell names of witnesses in reports for murder investigations? That should not be overlooked. Like the, the misspelling of those words is might not seem like the biggest deal, but to me, it was the most telling thing that this man has done because it shows just how fucking sneaky he is just how Rollins like he is almost that he will do anything. Like he'll bend any rule with, he gets a little bit of power and he immediately abuses that power. Um, if a spelling mistake is made for a witness's name, is it corrected on the official report? And is the detective reprimanded or investigated for what? I mean, there's that, there should be an investigation into that. He should be asked, why that happened. Like that should be a glaring red flag is the misspelled names. Number six, if a detective is caught lying in a report, do they remain on the case? They are investigating. Number seven are the state police concerned that the detective who was caught lying in one case would have their credibility brought into question in another case they are working on. So he has not gotten back to me. So I got his number. Should I call David Procopio? I think we should call him. I think we should call him right now. Let's give him a call. Give me one sec. I'm sure he's probably watching. We're calling you, Dave. Give me one sec. Okay, here's your number. Mr. David Procopio, Director of Media Communications. 508-820-2623. Here we go. We're going reached the Massachusetts State Police Office of Media Relations. Please email your inquiry to mediarelations at mass.gov. Thank you. Record your message after the tone. When you've finished, you can hang up or press 1 for more options. Hello, Mr. Procopio. This is award-winning journalist Aiden Carney calling from Turtle Boy Daily News. 
Uh, we spoke earlier in an email. You you were rather short with me in response to my email questions, in inquiries. Uh, and so I've rephrased those questions so as not to single out conflicted state trooper Michael Proctor. I have rephrased them so as not to call him out individually, but to rather ask more general questions about your policies. Uh, in, in the meantime, like, I would just like to know, do troopers misspell names often in reports? If they do misspell names, is there an investigation to why the names are misspelled? Uh, if a trooper is caught lying on the job, do they remain on the job? Does this affect other cases? So if you just go read my email and get back to me, that would be great. I believe in transparency, and I think you should too. Uh, because if we can't trust the institution of the police, then we have no society. We have chaos. And I think that would be bad for everyone. So everyone's counting on you, Davey. Everyone is counting on you to clear this up and bring a little transparency to a world right now that could use it. Because people are losing faith in the institutions. And when the institutions crumble, David, all hell breaks loose. And we don't need that because I've seen you. You wouldn't last long in a zombie apocalypse, okay? So give me a call. Bye. See if he calls back. Okay. Yes, I am humble. Yes. It's just, it is. I, it is what it is. I was voted, uh, people, oh, yeah. What awards have you won, Turtle Boy? What have you, uh, Best of Worcester Award 2015 and 16 for Best Blogger. And then 2000, they got rid of the award. I won the, I'm not kidding you. I was voted in by the people of Worcester County as best as the top blogger. That was a category that the Worcester magazine awards had every year. And then I won it twice and they didn't like Worcester magazine didn't like me. And they kept having to give me the award. I sent, I sent Brett the toothless one there one year to get it. And then, so they got rid of the category and then we responded by voting me in for best, uh, media best news outlet we won that one two years in a row too so there's that um so anyway so there's that um and a lot of people talk about like the, oh, the zombie apocalypse come there it's like it's a joke but it kind of isn't like when you think about it all our institutions like be if people lose faith in the institutions and that includes the monetary institutions that includes the courts, that includes the police. If, if the majority of people no longer trust the institutions, that is really fucking bad, man. That's, that's like the laying the seeds for revolution, for unrest. You cannot have that. You can, and I'm talking real unrest. I'm not talking like BLM unrest where they, you know, they burn down a Macy's and people loot Foot Locker like that. I'm talking about real unrest. Like you don't, want that that like all like society can descend into chaos rather quickly like that's i watched the walk i don't know if you guys watched the walking dead but that's the premise of that show is it's not about the zombies it's about what happens to a society when there is no when there are no institutions when there is no law and order when the law and order becomes a man with a bat and barbed wire on it who kills one person in every village that he comes to to establish his authority like that like that's what you get without when, when people lose faith in the institutions that's why it's such a big deal what michael proctor and michael morrissey are doing is because they are making people lose faith in the institutions it's also why they're covering this all up because they don't want people to lose faith in the institutions i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you right now i'm gonna be perfectly honest i haven't told anyone this 
And I wasn't sure where I was going to, but I'm just fucking, I'm just going to talk about it now. And I might, uh, I'm not going to show the messages or anything. So two nights ago, I spoke with John O'Keefe's brother for about two hours and it was all on uh, Facebook messenger. So on April 29th, I messaged the John O'Keefe Facebook page. And I said, who's running this page? Well, they got back to me two days ago and I realized within you know, a couple back and forth messages. I was talking to Paul O'Keefe and I, I was going to share the conversation because at first I thought he was being an asshole and it's shocking. Like, let me just say, if you read these messages, which I'm not going to show right now, it's shocking. The things he said, like sh I was shocked by his responses. And what he thinks of this whole thing. But then as the conversation went on, he did compliment me a few times. He said he respects my journalism. He, I think he said he thinks I'm good at it. Um, and he's probably watching right now. That's one thing I found out is Paul O'Keefe reads all these blogs and listens to all the shows. And he claims to have an open mind about this. But I wouldn't call it. I mean, eh. Yeah, and the long and the short I took of our conversation is that I, we're dealing with a man here who believes in institutions, a man who trusts law enforcement because his brother was a cop. And why wouldn't he trust institutions? When people lose faith in the institutions, we descend into chaos and anarchy. And we don't want that. And that's why Adam Lally is portraying in court and he's mocking people like Alan Jackson and people like Turtle Boy for pushing these, these conspiracies. Uh, how do you get out of the conspiracy? How many people are in the conspiracy? This is crazy talk. Well, like that's the way they're framing this as crazy talk. And, and what I took from my conversation with Paul O'Keefe is that he, every time something new comes up. Like I asked him about the Jen McCabe thing. He's got an answer for that. It doesn't make any sense, but his answer for the Jen McCabe thing is whatever Adam Lally tells him. Like you could tell when he saw the Jen McCabe thing, he was worried about it and he has questions. And so he contacts Adam Lally about it and Adam Lally feeds him a lie. And that's, what's really fucked up. That's what I realized from talking to Paul O'Keefe is the, the one of the biggest villains in the story is Adam Lally and, and, and Michael Morrissey for lying to this family repeatedly over and over again. And this man is just brainwashed by it. And it's like part of him knows, this is my takeaway, part of him knows that this is all bullshit. Like he, we had a conversation about his brother and his brother's body and how it got like that. And I said, this could not possibly have come from Karen Reed back into it's impossible. And he's like, well, a medical examiner said it was. And so he's going with that because he trusts the institutions, right? That that's all it comes down to. This is a man who wants to trust the institutions who does not want to think about it's a, it's probably a lot more pleasant for him to deal with the idea that Karen Reed got drunk and angry and hit him with a car in a fit of rage. 
He said as much to me in the conversation. He doesn't think Karen Reed murdered John O'Keefe. He thinks Karen Reed did it. It was an accident, which is not murder. It's manslaughter. And I found that rather interesting and rather telling. And I want to make sure I'm not. Okay. I found that rather interesting and rather telling uh, because it was very clear from talking to him that this is a man who has had his brain like wants desperately to believe that what really happened is a fairy tale is just crazy talk. It's a lie because that's what they're telling him. That's, that's a lie because think of the re think of how hard it is for him to accept the reality of what actually happened. That a house full of people lured his brother there for the purposes of hurting him. And then killed him and threw him out like trash to die a painful death alone in the cold. That's the, like, if he is to accept what I am saying, that is the reality that he has to accept. And that's too hard for him, I think. I think it's a lot easier for him to accept the fairy tale. And it, that's what it is. It's a, I mean, you should see our conversation, man. Like him attempted to explain this. It's just him. He has no answers and his entire, everything revolves back to, well, this is what they're saying. The, the medical examiner said this and it really gave me a glimpse into what they're doing. And it made me realize just how evil all those people in the courtroom were in their justice for JJ shit were. Like Matt, the fact that Matt fucking McCabe and Jen McCabe are there. Why the fuck are they there? Matt McCabe, how well did you know John O'Keefe? How well, like, how well did Matt McCabe know John O'Keefe? Did they go, did they go bowling? Did they do things together? Were they friends? Did they have each other's phone number? We know that John became friends with John McCabe through their children. But what relationship did Matt McCabe have with John O'Keefe? And why the fuck is he in the courthouse? Like you go down, like, so if, if I kind of knew someone, right. That got murdered. Like an acquaintance of mine gets murdered. I'm not going to every court date. I'm not. Cause I didn't really know you that well. And it's kind of disrespectful for me to show up there and pretend like we were fucking close pals. We were buddies. We were good buddies. And I, I want justice for you. Cause you're my good buddy. But you didn't really know him. So why the fuck are you wearing a Justice for JJ shirt? Who do you think you're... Why are you doing that? And it became very obvious that all of these people, the same reason that Karen Reed want, uh, that um, Gemma Cabe wanted to be in the car with Karen Reed that night. These people want to be close to the action because they need to know what people are saying and they need to keep them under control. And they need to, like, they viewed John O'Keefe, and Apollo O'Keefe, rather, and, and Peggy O'Keefe as people they need to keep under control, that they need to keep on their team. Because the second that those two, that Apollo O'Keefe starts to believe the things that I'm saying, which he will eventually, he will come around to this. And that is one thing I asked him several times, is what? will you do if the FBI indicts Michael Proctor, Jim McCabe, Brian Albert, whoever, 
What will you do then? How will you handle that? Will you still believe that Cameron Reed did this if that happens? Because this is, and I, I don't think you will, because this is a man who trusts institutions. He actually said several times that he's happy the FBI is involved. He's happy the federal government is involved. This is because he will believe whatever the institutions tell him. That that is the conclusion that I reached with him. Um. So yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so that was a really enlightening conversation, and I just it's unfortunate when I read that. It's really unfortunate that uh, that that's why these people want to keep close to people like him is to influence the things that they're saying, make sure that they don't get too close, etc. And I mean, because uh, picturing the reality of it all is just too fucking hard for them, too hard for them. So anyway, let me pull this uh, blog up that we did today. No, wrong one. All right. So this douchebag, Michael Proctor, speaking of the institutions. All right. So um, on Thursday, the Norfolk DA's office filed an, a notice of discovery. So I always check the docket on this court case and see if anything new has been filed. And they, they filed a, a motion for new discovery. And that, that was interesting, I thought, because I'm like, well, what discovery, of course, if you're unfamiliar, discovery is evidence. Just go watch my cousin Vinny. It's like they have, it's like you freaking moron. They have to do it. I got his files, honey. I got his files. Uh, no, they, they're required to do it. It's called discovery. The other side in a criminal case uh, or in any case is uh, required to give you all the evidence they plan to use at trial against you. So you have a chance to prepare. There's no shenanigans or you didn't see that one coming. So it's pretty standard. But in this case, uh, a number of discovery items have not arrived. Like uh, the DNA, uh, swabs, uh, the cell phone data, the Canton library tape. A lot of stuff has not been sent to the defense team. That's exculpatory. Exculpatory evidence is evidence that can exonerate the defendant and be beneficial towards them. And that is the evidence that conveniently seems to not get there. So I thought it was odd when all of a sudden, in light of the new grand jury investigation uh, into the Norfolk County DA's office and the state police and the people inside of Brian Albert's home, that all of a sudden they put out a new notice of discovery. As such, these are the new things that they are saying that they're giving to the defense. The, the curriculum vitae of triplis, uh, Trooper Nicholas Guarino, the crime laboratory, uh, state police crime lab trace analysis, and the copy of the Dayton Police Department call log. I thought that was odd. Because you don't hear about Dighton much in this story. Dighton is where Karen Reed's parents live. And it's where, on, on, on my understanding of Karen Reed's day on January 29th, 2022, is that 604, she arrives at the scene, is the only person in that car who shows any compassion or sadness for John O'Keefe, 
and attempts to breathe life into him in vain is the only one showing genuine emotion on that day. And then finds out he's dead. And she goes back to, I believe, One Meadows. Because that's where she lived, basically. And my understanding of it is the O'Keefe family was there. Because that's what Paul O'Keefe told me the other day. And he is really hung up on this. Like, why did Karen Reed leave One Meadows Ave that day? Well, Paul, how would you feel if you were in a room full of people who were like you just you were just accused of killing their family member how did you i mean how would that make you feel like a little bit awkward like how would you feel comfortable there no her parents were there so they got in her car and my understanding is they went to her parents home in dighton which is, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes away, maybe longer in a snowstorm to the south. It's next to Rhode Island. And she was just sitting there with her parents, probably in shock and dealing with trauma because her boyfriend of several years died. And she was told by Jennifer McCabe and others and had to put in her head that she might have done this. She never actually said she did it, but she was told that she might have done this. And she's processing this trauma. And while she's there, uh, around 2.30, a call gets made. Now, this is entered into evidence. So uh, what happens there? Now, we've seen already from previous blogs that Michael, conflicted state trooper Michael Proctor claims in his police report that he showed up at Cameron Reed's parents' house at 4.30 p.m. That he then noticed a cracked taillight on her vehicle and he called for it to be towed back to Canton at 5.30 p.m. So the time is very important in this story. That he arrived there at 4.30 p.m., noticed, then noticed the cracked taillight, then called for it to be towed because the cracked taillight was suspicious and gave him probable cause to search this vehicle. And take it into whatever. So that's important, of course, because Michael Proctor knows that at 545, the state police search team is going to do a search of the area where John O'Keefe was killed. And if he is in Dighton at 530, then he can't be in Canton by 545, can he? Certainly he couldn't go and plant any taillight evidence, could he? If he left at 530. But if he left much earlier with the car and had access alone, unaccounted for, nobody would know where he is with the car, he would be able to have plenty of time to smashy-smashy Put a little taillight in your pocket and sprinkle it like, you know, cops used to sprinkle crack cocaine on a dead guy. Sprinkle some taillight over there. And maybe a shoe. Maybe a shoe. Now, keep in mind. So that's exactly what happened here, by the way. Uh, The this is an image from Karen Reed's house. Alarm.com of her car being towed at four 
12 p.m. on that day. Thus proving that Proctor's a liar. That it was not at 4.30 that he got there. That it was not towed at 5.30. But his report says right here at approximately 4.30 p.m., Troopers Buchanan and Proctor arrived at the residence in Dighton. Upon their arrival, they observed a large black Lexus SUV um, registered to the defendant parked outside of the garage door. The troopers observed the rear right passenger side taillight to be shattered and a large red piece of plastic to be missing from the taillight. But that's not what the ring camera footage at her house showed, is it? So he makes it out to seem like this thing is freaking destroyed. The troopers were invited into the home. And this is a big mistake on the part of the Reeds, which I'm sure, I'm sure that they regret to this day. Never, ever invite cops into your house like this. Ever. Like if you are suspected of killing someone, don't ever talk to the police without a lawyer present. Ever. Nothing good could come of that. They are not there to be your friend. I understand the Reeds probably trusted institutions prior to this. I bet they don't now. I bet they don't now. So the, he gets invited. They get invited into the house where they, of course, start asking questions. Uh, Observe the defendant seated on the living room couch. The defendant agreed to speak with them. She indicated to the troopers that she had met the victim at CF McCarthy's at nine o'clock the evening prior. That she'd been there with friends. She started that the victim was drinking beers and she was drinking vodka sodas. She described the glass where she was drinking of a, as a vase style. Anyway, she started blah, 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 blah. So there's no argument. Okay. And they were invited to the house on fear of Euro. Now, of course, we've seen this before that at the time of when they found John's body, this is what it looked like at 8 a.m. There's like an inch or two of snow on the ground there. But as we know in New England, if a blizzard's coming, a nor'east is coming, it, you can get buried real quick, can't you? And when the Canton police searched this crime scene, which was not cordoned off or anything, when they searched that crime scene, all they found was a couple of blood droplets that they put in some red solo cups, play a little beer pong, and a couple shards of broken glass, which still don't make sense to anyone, and were likely planted there by Jim McCabe or Matt McCabe or some other douchebag inside that house, which is why they kept talking about the glass being taken out. They made sure to include that in all their stories, etc. But no taillight was found there. And no shoe was found there. And there was only an inch or two of snow at the time. Fast forward to 545. And a whole bunch of snow has fallen. And now the scene looks like this. Like that's a lot of freaking snow. They got the shovels out there. I mean, I was lying on the ground a few nights ago right here. And how do like how is like the plows have probably come through a hundred times at this point. But they miraculously find all sorts of taillight fragments and a shoe that the Canton police missed. You got that? I mean, just want to clarify how fucking crazy this is. The Canton police, with the inch or two of snow, found nothing. The state police search team, with the foot and a half of snow, finds everything. They dug it all up with the shovels like, oh yeah, here it is. Found it. 
there it is. Okay, cool. And we're supposed to take this seriously. Like, Paul O'Keefe, gotta wake up, my friend. Gotta wake up. Like, they they killed your brother, man. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, if you, I know it's hard to accept. They killed your brother. They killed your fucking family, dude. Your flesh and blood. They took him from you. Karen Reed did not do that. It might feel, make you feel good to know that she's going down. But here's the deal, Paul like and, and, and Peggy. Karen Reed's not going to jail. I, I hope you know that. Karen Reed will never spend a night, another night in jail the rest of her life. There's a 0.0% chance of that happening. Uh, this will likely almost definitely not go to trial. If it does, this will be one of the most obvious acquittals of all time. So my question for Paul and other people who actually cared about John is what are you going to do then? What then? How are you going to handle that? Like, what are you going to, are you just going to say, well, my brother got fucked over. There's no justice for my brother. Or are you going to have a new thirst to go finally go after these people? Because you, you might as well skip to that part. If, if it, if, if you're going to go after them, because Carrie's not going to jail. So I, I just want you to know that there is no matter what lies Adam Lally is telling you, there is no way a juror, a jury of 12 people is going to convict this woman. I mean, just look at all the public response to this. Look at me. Like the jury is going to be filled with people like me who are no, who initially believed that she did this initially believed it who otherwise would trust institutions but have been fought like everyone's following this. And when David Yanetti and Alan Jackson present their cases in court, every single person on that jury is going to be convinced that there is certainly reasonable doubt here. If like at the very least, so you just got to give it up with Karen Reed, like give it up. Like if you are hoping that you will get justice in this from Karen Reed going to jail, you got to give up that fantasy, my dude. It's over. It is fucking over. And you need to confront a new reality, the real reality of what's going to happen here. And you should jump on that train now rather than later. Like that's, that's what I would suggest that you do. Yeah. Beatrix Potter isn't jumping on the jury. Like you're outnumbered. Like the vast majority, like it might seem, like, oh, yeah, only the crazy people believe that the conspiracy. No, no, I'm not a crazy person. I, I'm not usually a conspiracy theory guy. I, I don't believe a lot of bullshit, usually. I don't, I've never bought into the Dominion. I'm a conservative who never bought into the whole, you know, Dominion voting machine bullshit. Like, go look at my record with this shit. I got a pretty good record of not falling for bullshit. Unless with some women, but that's, that's a different thing. Um, When it comes to, like, shit that really matters, I don't really fall for it. And there's going to like all these people in the comments right now, like notice the only people who are suggesting that this wasn't a massive cover up are people who are too cowardly to use their real names. It's probably Jen McCabe. Like, let's be honest here. It's probably Elizabeth Proctor. Those are the, that's, that's it. That those are the only people who are sticking to this. And so you will not get a jury of 12. You will not get a jury of 12 to convict this woman. You need to give that up. If that is what your hope, Adam Lally is not your friend. Adam Lally is there to protect himself and his boss, Michael Morrissey. He doesn't give a fuck about you. 
He doesn't give a shit about you at all. He certainly doesn't give a flying fuck about your brother, who, by the way, was a human being. And him and I kind of connected over this when we talked. That I'm like, I think your brother was heroic for what he did. Taking those two kids in. After his sister died, stepping up to the plate, being a man, raising them. I would like to think, I would hope that I would do the same if something happened to, you know, God forbid something like that happened to my family. So I have much respect for who your brother was, for his legacy, for what he did. And he deserved better than what happened to him. So I am not in this for Karen Reed. I am in, I, I mean, I, I want to see her exonerated, obviously, but I'm in this, in this for John O'Keefe. Because he was done wrong. And, and going after Karen Reed is not going to fix what did to him. And it's not going to bring any sort of justice for anyone. So you got to give that up. Anyway, um, so back to this thing here, the new revelations. Um, at a prox, so again, the CERT team located... Uh, pieces of red plastic and blah, 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 the motor vehicle. Okay. So that was obviously as a result of Michael Proctor planting evidence because he had the car for an hour and 18 minutes without anyone being there. And of course, what was, I mean, Paul, I'm like talking to Paul a lot tonight, like Paul O'Keefe, like think about this dude. And just to be how stupid you have to, be to be lied to about this to believe adam lally his response to the information that i just gave you right there about the car being towed at 4 12 was daylight fucking savings man that like the, they said he said that with a straight state that it was daylight savings like dude everything run by a computer automatically does daylight savings everything also in that picture it was light out the sun had not set if they didn't put their clocks back right? Fall back. Then it would have been dark out, right? Then it would have been 512 and it would have been dark, but the sun set at 456. So it looks like it was right. It looks like it was right. Anyway, oh, look at this dude. Sugar kills. Oh, shut the fuck up. Meathead extraordinaire, Michael Proctor. So the two things that the ADA's office was looking for here in the discovery, which they not even looking for that they are now voluntarily providing to the defense are two entries in the call logs, one at 231 from Norfolk County DA looking for information regarding towing a vehicle at an address in town. So that means that when it says Norfolk County DA, that means Michael Proctor because he represents the, obviously the ADA just prosecutes you in court, but the police are the ones that do the investigating. So he represents the Norfolk County district attorney's office. And they call the Dighton police department at two thirty one PM and are asking about a tow. Why are they asking about a tow? If he has not seen the car at three, what is it? Three Oh two. It says diamond notified five seventy eight responding assist. Um, 
Norfolk County DA's office. So they are, that is them dispatching the tow at 3.02. So they have already called to have the tow there and the tow is on the way. Why are they doing that? Michael Proctor wasn't there till 4.30. He's, uh, that's what it says in his report. So why is he calling to have the car towed? How does he know that the taillight is broken? Well, because Jen McCabe told him? Is that what you know? Because that's the only re- way he heard this is Jen McCabe told him that the taillight was broken when he interviewed her at her house for some reason. Not at a police station, at her house. So let's also keep in mind that Trooper Proctor, conflicted Trooper Michael Proctor, is family friends with the McCabe's. We got a picture, despite what Adam Lally tells you, we have a picture of him. And again, Adam Lally is telling you the sky is green and you're believing it. Adam Lally said in open court that that picture of Trooper Proctor with, with Jen McCabe's kids is not actually her kids. It is. Dude, like it is. You All Paul O'Keefe. Just look at the picture. Look at the pictures I provided. If Adam Lally is willing to lie about something that can be so easily disproven, then just ask yourself, what else is this motherfucker capable of lying about? What else is he capable of lying about? And the answer to that is anything and everything to put to 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 make sure that Karen Reed goes down for this. Because that if what does he care about this? Well, he cares about his conviction rate. It's good for the office if someone is responsible for killing a Boston police officer. That's good for his office. He needs that. So he doesn't mention that anywhere in his report. Why doesn't he mention that? Why doesn't Proctor mention the fact that he called Dighton police? Oh, I know. Oh, I, I, th- I think I know the answer to that one. Because Alan Jackson and David Yanetti, what would what's the first thing they would do if they saw that? Oh, right. They'd probably go and get the call logs. <laughs> like they'd probably go get these things. I don't know why they didn't do them to begin with, but they'd probably go and get them. In fairness, they've been kind of busy. But that was done intentionally. And Michael, that's how shisty Michael Proctor is. He's like, I don't want them to to go there. I'm not even gonna mention calling Dayton police. I'm gonna say I just showed up there at 4 30, saw the broken taillight, and I'm like, Eureka. And that was the plan. So he doesn't mention it there. And, you know, the only reasonable conclusion a person can reach is that he wanted access to her car. And, you know, her parents trusted institutions. I'm sure they regret that. They should have taken pictures of her car before it left. Right. But why would they? Then they could, who could ever envision this happening? I'm sure it hadn't even crossed Karen Reed's mind yet at this point that he was beaten to death inside that house. Additionally, to make it even worse, Adam Lally had access to these Dighton police logs since October 3rd, which would have confirmed that the Lexus was seized much earlier than when Proctor said it was. This proves that he intentionally ignored and withheld exculpatory evidence from the defense. Instead of just owning that, he doubled down with this daylight savings nonsense in the hope that the public would be stupid enough to believe it and trust the institutions. And guess what? 
Paul O'Keefe did. It worked. And that's why I want, like, I told Paul O'Keefe, like, I'm like, dude, I insulted him a couple times. I'm like, look at them. They're telling you this because they, they know you're dumb enough to believe it. Just know that. He's like, thanks for the insult. I'm like, I assure you right now, what Adam Lally is doing to you is significantly more insulting than anything I can say. <laughs> like, much more insulting. Like, Adam Lally thinks you're a fucking joke. Like, that's what he, I, I don't think you're a joke. I think you're a victim and I feel bad for you. Adam Lally is laughing at you. He's just like, oh, this fucking moron will believe anything I fucking sell him. Like, he's just a pathologic. He's not even a good liar, but he's like, well, this fucking guy believes me. Sweet. He is so thankful that he has a victim's family here who just doesn't ask questions. This is the greatest. You guys are the greatest thing that ever happened to Adam Lally and Michael Morrissey. You just Because you'll just believe him. He'll believe anything he says. And he's going to continue to lie to you until he's eventually indicted. Because Adam Lally is going down for that. I just, he's on the list. He's going down. Like, he's fucked. You don't want to be associated with that. Get off that train now. Um, But, you know, this is the long-term damage, again, that uh, Michael Proctor and the DA's office are doing on public trust. I trust the institution significantly less as a result of this, and I never did before. Um, and, but the question is, you know, why, and this is, this is, this is where opinion comes in for me. Why is the DA's office suddenly feeling so generous to provide exculpatory evidence that they didn't provide before? Why would they do this? Hmm. Perhaps this is just me thinking out loud. It has something to do with a federal investigation into the Norfolk County district attorney's office. And whether or not they violated uh, Brady violations. Brady violations say that you must, you must hand over all exculpatory evidence to a defense team. You must. And they're not doing that. That's a big fucking deal. That can, that sends people go to jail over that. Mike Nifong went to jail for one day over that in the Duke lacrosse case. With this one. They're going to lose their jobs. They're going to get disbarred. They're never, they're not going to be attorneys anymore. They're fucked. And so they realize that now, like we are in trouble here. So let's, now we have to turn over everything that that's my opinion. I don't know why they suddenly became so generous because in doing so they are admitting that their lead investigation into a murder investigation has been lying and falsifying evidence. They're admitting that. Like that is what these voluntary items of discovery for the de provided by the Commonwealth are doing. They're showing that Michael Proctor lied about what time he got there. It's an, not an opinion. It's an undeniable documented fact. And this is the same Adam Lally that is telling us that the how long to die in cold Google search at 227 is not legitimate. That we got that, that the defense has that one wrong too. Because that's what he says about everything. All this information that, yeah, all that looks legit, it's not. The 412 thing, that's not. Daylight savings. The 227 Google search. Oh no, she was on, she was looking at kids basketball shit then. So it's not real. Just trust me on that, bro. Trust me. 
if he's willing to lie about this, then what else is he lying to you about, Paul? You got to start asking questions, my dude. Because I'll tell you one thing, like, this wouldn't happen to my family. This would not happen to my family. Someone kills someone in my family, my brother, some shit. The second I see any sort of shenanigans coming from the DA's office is when I stop trusting the fucking DA and I rip it. Like, I demand answers. If Adam Lally ever insulted me, and that's what he's doing. He's insulting Paul O'Keefe. If Adam Lally ever insulted me the way that he is insulting Paul O'Keefe and Peggy O'Keefe, I would rip him a gaping asshole the size of a freaking black hole. It would it, it, a, a jumbo jet could penetrate it. Elon Musk would explore his asshole. That's how gaping wide it would be. Just understand that. That's what you should be doing, but you're not, and he loves you for that. Just understand that, Paul. He loves you for that. So, um, again, I feel bad for John that, you know, the people who out there, like, Turtle Boy is fucking fighting for him. You know, it should be his family, but it's fucking Turtle Boy. So here we are. But All right. Let me uh, take the reading, see if we have any new Turtle Chats to read here. I uh, got a couple here to read off. All right, we got Frank sends $10. He says, don't quit. I will do that. I'm not planning on it. Thank you very much, Frank. We got $30 from Tanya. She says, been a supporter from day one. So I had to say congrats on reaching 1,000 views. Keep slapping those fake news outlets in the face with facts. The turtle is the truth. Oh, we got, we've had over 2,000 a couple times, Tanya. But thank you very much. appreciate that. Amicus Brief sends $10. As a person who is legally drunk, except for DUIs, cannot be questioned by the police and have any statements put into evidence. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Although I don't know if she was legally drunk when they actually interviewed her, but that's good. That's a very good point. Oh, is that true? How do they get people on DUIs? Hmm. All right, if you guys would like to um, donate, Please, uh, or if anyone else would like to donate to the, the, the cause, you can click on that link at the top. That's for Turtle Chat. Donate whatever amount of money you want. And yeah. Uh, and I will read your message out loud to the class. Seven Pounder sends $10. He says, for most award-winning journalist in, in my checkbook, Ked. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I think I got that one. Deb says cash up. I thought I just checked cash up. Let me guess. Seven pounders messaging you. We got you, seven pounder, dude. We got you. My uh, cash up, by the way, is dollar sign Uncle Turtle Boy. Okay. All right. Um, so why don't we take any questions you guys have about this? I was going to get to the Fuji stuff. We can save that for the weekend because I got more coming on that asshole. Oh, what a douche canoe he is, huh? Oh, thank you, Don. I appreciate that. Uh, what you think about the Durham investigation? Same shit. Can't trust institutions. Enlightening. But I don't really follow national politics and stuff like that as much as I do my stories, the local stuff. Why isn't the defense asking about the blood? I mean, what, what are they going to ask? Yeah, they did take Karen's blood alcohol level. They said it was like point, I forget what it was, 
at the time, but then they, they use like a conversion and they're like, she was 0.25 or some shit like that at the time that she was driving. It's like catatonic. Like, come on. Like witnesses say that she, even McCabe's were saying they didn't even appear drunk. So the new, no one's living in the house right now. Somebody bought it, but no one's living there. I'm not even talking about Victoria, to be perfectly honest with you. I have nothing to say about her. It's over. We're moving on. I, I don't I, I don't know. I've, I haven't heard her voice once. And if I did, I'd call the police because I have a restraining order on her. Do you have any more intel that the feds are involved? Yeah, I do. I've known that the feds are involved for quite some time. And more. they all have lawyers. That tells you a lot right there, doesn't it? There's a Peter Weeks lurking on my profile. Any relation? Uh, now, the only Peter that we know around here is a, a woman by the name of Krusty Panties, and she's been dead for quite some time. We we killed her. <laughs> Thought it was Jim McCabe in the Canton Center the other day. Dude, these these Google shirts are going fucking fast, man. These are bestsellers. At the, I, I'll, I don't know if you guys have seen it in the Turtle Boy store. You can get your... Um, I'll post a link to it. The How Long to Die in Cold shirts online. Okay. If anybody wants to buy them, they're dope, man. I want everyone in Canton to have one of these goddamn shirts. How long to go? You can get them right there in the Turtle Boy store. Get those. Aiden, are they framing Proctor's lie as a lie? Are they recognizing it as a lie? Yeah, I mean, there's literally no other way to do it. I mean, the, the report, he, in his own report, he says he got there at 4.30. The call logs say otherwise. And the Dighton police are, hand, are the ones handing those over, aren't they? So there's that. Yeah, that's a good point, too, about the lack of blood. Because there wouldn't, there wasn't that much blood at the scene. There should have been a lot more blood. If Stalin was a Republican, he'd be Charlie Baker. Yeah, I mean Charlie Baker sucks, but I don't know if you guys saw it. He's beating Elizabeth Warren in hypothetical polls for Senate. I would definitely vote for Charlie Baker if he ran against. Elizabeth Warren, and I wouldn't think twice about it. And I'd hate Charlie Baker. Will Brett be at court tomorrow? Simp for Krusty. I, I don't know. It's like both of them have died off. Like I, I wouldn't know if either of them is talking at all. Cause that one thing, uh, one of the many great things about this story is it has completely closed that chapter of, that my turtle boy life, I think like they're done. We're never going to hear from that. Like they're fucking done. Irrelevant. Nobody's listening to them. Nobody cares. Like the people that do listen to them, listen to me. Like they're done, 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 done. Alvin Bragg wouldn't prosecute this case. 
No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. You think the DA is going to scapegoat Proctor? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it'd be a good idea to. Eventually, they're going to have to. But then they fucked themselves with the Brian Walsh case. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe the solo cups are what the Canton Police Department teaches at the academy. I'm not sure. Predictions for Celtics. You know, it should be Celtics in five. It really should. But knowing this team is going to go freaking seven, isn't it, folks? But we have to. We have to win. We have to win. Oh, do we got a score? Give me a Nugget score. Give me a Nugget score. Whoever wins game one of this series is uh, is going to win this series. I think. Whoever wins tonight is going to win the Nugget series. You should make a documentary. Vanquishing. She's just, she doesn't deserve a documentary. She deserves nothing. Like she's, cause she's nobody. Stop it. Stop it. I'm going to meet Jennifer McCabe. Like I, I, I'm going to meet her. We're going to meet. Can we trust the feds? Yeah, because they're not investigating. None of us were involved in January 6th, so we could trust them. <laughs> not all heroes wear capes. Some wear shells and say Fupasloth. You're doing for the family what they obviously can't. Well, thank you. Oh, I got to keep doing Ratchet Madness. You're right. I'll have a new one tomorrow. Do you think Rollins will resigning? No, I don't think it will affect anything at all. I think they'll just come in with the next person and continue the cases that they're working on. What's the purpose of the federal grand jury? When who will continue to lie? Well, they, their lies won't work anymore. The problem now is that the bad guys are being protected by the district attorney's office. That's not going to be the case anymore. With the feds. You need to get in with the Netflix. Because they start making this stuff as early as possible. Yeah we should. Give me 1-800-NETFLIX. Oh man. We totally should have a, a meet and greet. Can can the waterfall host us? It's right next to. Um, the &E pizza. We can go get food too. And also the feds. Prosecute for perjury. That's another thing. And uh, they don't. They don't. You know, the feds are, are they have to be nonpartisan in this case. And I, this is a nonpartisan case. That's the beauty of this case. I think John was walking on his hands when she bumped him. She didn't bump him. What are you talking about? Yeah, lying to, I mean, one of the things that they got Jen Duso on was lying. Remember she lied to the grand jury? She, they were going to bust her for that, man. They're like, we're going to bust you for perjury. And if you don't rat on your boyfriend. And so, of course, she did. And then she became a state trooper somehow. So there's that.
Okay, where's court tomorrow? It's in West Roxbury, but I'm doing it online. I'm going to do it on Zoom court. So if anybody wants to get the Zoom code from West Roxbury court, you can see the arraignment of Andrew Johnson, the man who assaulted an award-winning journalist on the steps of the courthouse. Uh, I should go to the next Canada Select Board meeting, shouldn't I? Let me know when it is. Tonic called me. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Tonic didn't call me because he's much too scared. He would never do that, would he? He would never do that. Oh, you're being sarcastic. That's what I thought, James. Okay. Oh, no. Another storm? Oh, no. I'm so scared of the storm. The last one was so bad. Wasn't there like an investigation? Didn't like, didn't Krusty Panties play a video in which a detective from the Holden Police Department at the end was like, I, I was told I'm going down for something. There's some, wasn't it ominous? Let me pull it up here. Because I thought I was going to jail. I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me out on this. I think it was like, there was a big reveal coming up and we haven't seen what happened yet. So I'm counting on. So was this troll mafia? This is a, there's a video here. Here it is coming soon. Web of obsession. So let's check this out. There's a big video. This series. This is serious. Listen to the music. It's serious. Oh no, that's oh revenge porn. Oh yeah. What's this about? Obsession. Oh, uh, in case you didn't hear it. So that's supposed to scare me. The voice on the other end of that call is uh, Detective Evan Parker from the Holden Police Department. And that was intentionally put on there to make it seem like there's some big investigation about it. So anyway, it just to let them, this was like a month ago. There's some big expose of me coming. Again, I'm going down. Uh, just want to let Crusty Panties know I actually spoke with Detective Parker. We talked about it all. It's over nothing's happening of course because i didn't do anything and so there is that but she, they love to include this so this is like a month old um and uh we're still waiting we're still waiting i mean it was a cool video they obviously put a lot of effort into but you know waiting to see what happens anyway um i'm just trying to still read the comments denver one okay cool dude colin albert was at a confirmation for his brother. He was his confirmation sponsor for his brother. You guys seen this picture? You gotta see this fucking picture this weekend. I gotta show you this. Check this picture out. These assholes. Like, they're just living life. Like, they're not killers. Like, they're not. Check this out. Here it is. There was a big uh, Canton lacrosse thing yesterday that Jim McCabe attended. Nobody got any pictures for me, but it, it happened. Let me pull this up.
All right, check this out. So this is Colin Albert. He is the confirmation sponsor. Hold on one second. Let me just download that. So we have a picture of it. All right. Here it is. Okay, I got it. Stop screen. Yeah, he's the confirmation sponsor for his brother. And like, I mean, this is wild. It's like, hey, imagine being like, what? Confirmation's a sacrament. Like, dude, you have a lot of sin on you there, my boy. I mean, have you seen the videos that Colin? I mean, aside from the John O'Keefe thing, have you seen the videos? the dude put out it was a problematic problematic how about here's the here's a picture from outside so uh this is fredo this is tim albert i believe that's coco in the back there nicole albert this is uh jill daniels that's uh carpet boys Slam piece there, uh, former, I believe, mistress of Brian Albert. And then we have Brian Albert's daughter, who isn't nearly as attractive as I thought she was. She's, I thought Brian Albert's daughter looked good when they showed those. Uh, oh, dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> dude, I mean, she's got the, the, the dump truck filter going on, huh? Come on. So there they are, you know, like I said, going. Of course, this guy dresses like this for a goddamn confirmation, too. Whereas goddamn jeans. There isn't an event in the world that these people won't wear jeans to. Nothing. Like, this is as dressed up as it gets. I, he's got a collar, okay? He's got a collar on his 3XL Shaw's brand polo shirt. That's that's it. Tuck it in. No, not going to tuck it in. J jeans. Jeans is getting dressed up, okay? Jeans is getting a little bit dressed up for the Alberts. They're not. I mean, we're just white trash these people like i said from the beginning white trash all right anybody else have questions i'm going to skip to the current chat um yeah how cringe exactly oh i'm trying to read the chat here okay Jill was all over Facebook. Yeah, about a week ago. She all of a sudden, I didn't write about that because, eh, whatever. Someone's brought, uh, but they're not moved in yet. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people just buy property and get it renovated or whatever. I mean, it's kind of a piece of shit house. It's not even that nice. Turtle Boy should replace Lizzie as the new HR rep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, uh, you know, that's like Aquafit or some shit, like some made up bootleg brand that he got from Walgreens. Whew. 
Shaw sells everything, dude. <laughs> okay. All right. Anybody else have any more questions they want to ask before we call it a night? Does the guy from the state police uh, have to respond to your questions? I mean, I, su I suppose he can ignore me. He can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Doesn't have a gun to his head. Oh, thank you, Sarah again. I appreciate that. The Netflix hookup. We need that. Was O'Keefe's face check for DNA? I don't believe the defense hasn't gotten the swabs if they have. Why wasn't there tire tracks on the lawn? That's a great question. Like they need to just do a recreation of this to show how freaking stupid it is. Like check. Did I share, I shared this video on Twitter. You got to see this video. This might get us in trouble, this video, because it's pretty graphic. But it's on Twitter. Check out this. Let me show you this. Check this out. Let's watch this. Oh, wait. What happened to it? Go and bring this up. All right, check this out. All right, so so this is a video I saw on Twitter, and it just kind of remind. Just watch what happens here. And I bring this up because they want us to believe that Karen Reed died from a from being backed into going five miles an hour and then landing on the the snow and grass. Now I brought that up with Paul O'Keefe, and you know what his response to me was? The, the ground was froze. It was fr it was frozen ground. So that's the aka that's what Adam Lally has been telling him that the frozen ground can do that to you. So let's watch what happens here. <laughs> and, they, and they get right up. I don't know if the, the guy got up. I don't know if that guy got up. But dude, watch, watch this chick. Watch this. Again. Dude, watch this, this one right here. Just watch her. What is she picking up there? A shard of glass. Is that a cocktail glass? <laughs> is that a hammer? Is she picking up? She's holding a fucking hammer. This chick is holding a hammer. So watch this. This the dude, I don't think the dude gets up because he gets crushed between a car. But look at this. So now they're going to go in reverse. And then again, this is unscientific. So this proves nothing. But like common sense tells you like if this, if these guys got up from this, John O'Keefe's not dying. Like, okay. So look at, like, look at this too. This guy gets fucked because he gets smashed into the car. But these, this is going a lot faster than I'm sure Karen Reed could have possibly gone. And then watch her. So she goes flying. Oh, dude, 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 dude. Oh, she lands on goddamn concrete and she's somehow fine. 
she just gets up. She just gets up. But but John O'Keefe can't. He's just oh I'm dead. You killed me, Karen Reed. You can't oh I'm so dead. Yeah, they look at the shattered taillight fragments everywhere. Well, the can police would have missed those if they came by. Only the state police could find those after a foot of snow falls. Twelve hours later. Why did they never touch the hair? They just said it was human hair. They didn't say what human. So we that narrows it down. I mean the the hair thing is just so funny. Like like that's what you're going with the hair. The hair. Oh my God, you got nothing. The biggest evidence they have against her is her own quote unquote confessions at the scene. Like that's all they can go with. All right. Anyone else have any more questions before we call it a night? Let me check the uh, donos. I don't want to miss anyone. Got a couple more turtle chats here. We got John sends $10. Where is Dizzy Lizzie Proctor? Is she still employed? I don't know. We haven't heard from her since then. So she can deal with that. Peter sends $10 and says, thank you. I, you're very welcome, Peter. I appreciate that. Again, if anyone else wants to donate, link is at the top. Anyone else have any more questions they want to ask me before we call it a night? Yeah, the overcharging is uh, not good. Maybe the dingo killed the cop. And yeah, that's the other thing with the hair. It's like, even if it is John O'Keefe's care, what does that prove? Like, what did the fuck do they think that proves? Was Colin Albert interviewed or he was grand juried? Yeah, Colin Albert plays football for Bridgewater State with his punk cousin, Brandon, who is the son of Brian Albert. All right. So you know what? Um, we're going to call it a night then. Uh, so I appreciate guys, all the support, all the donors really appreciate it all. I love you guys all. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have more and more. I'm sure this just getting started. We also write about other things too. So grab you something, grab yourself something nice in the turtle boy store. I'm telling you, there isn't, if you're married out there, you got a girlfriend. If you get her the, how long to die in cold shirt, you're going to get lead. I promise it's a 1000% guarantee. You're going to get lead. So uh, we'll, we'll talk soon guys. We'll see you guys. Uh, turtle club people on Thursday night. We'll see everyone else. We're probably going to do some Celtics live streams this week. So smash that subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button before you leave. Leave a comment afterwards. Let us know what you thought of the show. And we'll see you guys again for the next live show on Saturday night. Peace, Turtle Riders.